Hey everybody, it's your favorite caffeinated, medicated, and never hydrated nurse, Nurse John, and welcome back to your favorite podcast therapy, I Beg Your Pardon. And I so, 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 so miss every single one of you guys. Welcome back again for another week of our therapy session. And I hope you're doing well. I hope everything is going well. And remember, if it's not, there's always another day to make it, right? So Bessie, do me a favor. If you're listening to this right now, do me a huge favor by making sure that you download this episode and all other episodes in Spotify and Apple Podcasts and make sure you share it and tag I beg your pardon on Instagram so that I can repost it for you. And also Bessie, if you're wondering what kind of scrubs I wear during my filming and even at work, it's called Gardmalad, G-A-R-D-E-M-A-L-A-D-E. And they are actually a Quebec company which I fully support because I live here in Quebec. And if you want to get one of those scrubs, you can always use my discount code N-U-R-S-E-J-O-H-N-G-M, Nurse John GM, so that you can get a discount. So yeah. All right, Bessie, since we are back for another week, I am so excited for this week because we have a special, special guest right now. And you guys have been asking for this kind of guest because again, they can all relate to us and we can all relate to them because why? Because I keep telling you guys, teachers are our missing sisters from child from childhood. Why? Because even though they're not the same profession, they go through the same things that we are going through as nurses. Underpaid, undervalued, underappreciated, and guess what? They still do their job to the best that they can because they love their profession. So presenting to you guys, my guest for today, our teacher, Coralie. Hi, Nurse John. So like Nurse John said, my name is Coralie. I am currently a high school teacher, and this year I'm teaching English and ethics. And I think, like, I completely agree with everything Nurse John said. Uh, it's an amazing profession, and I absolutely love it, but there are tough days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Listen, I think we could all agree with that because I have made a couple of videos of nurses, teachers, and even social worker mm. on a bar together after a long shift. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, I see some of those. And uh, it's, it's, it's funny, <laughs> but at the same time, you're just like, oh, my God, that is so true. Yeah. They are all going through the same crap every single time. Yeah. How long have you been a teacher? I started teaching about five years ago. Um, this is my third full year since I finished my master's. Oh my God. Um, wow. Yeah. So I did a, well, I did my first degree in English literature cause I just love everything that has to do with books and reading. I, so you're a book talk girly. So that's I, what they yeah. call it in mm -hmm. TikTok. I have a bookstagram. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The book talkers. If you're uh -huh. listening to this right now, she has a bookstagram. Yeah. Listen, she might not have a book talk, but she has a bookstagram. Oh yeah. I love it. It's all about books and coffee and food. Books, coffee and food. Yeah. That's, that's the way to my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I that, love it. Yeah. So that's why. So I did a bachelor's degree <coughs> in English literature and then I was like, okay, I love this, mm -hmm. but what am I going to do now? Right. Um, was teaching oh, has always been like the dream that you wanted to be like when you're growing up? Because, you know, you know, when you're like six, seven, eight growing up. Yeah. Your teacher would ask you, oh, what would you want to be when you grow up? People are like doctor or Superman or Batman. 
you know yeah things like that so when i was in elementary school yes and i was always the teacher with my sister when we you know played and stuff that is so cute yeah even though it drove her crazy um <laughs> so i love that and then i got to high school and i was like teachers don't make enough money because you know wait, wait a second you had that realization at the very beginning yeah but then here you are mm -hmm. a teacher yeah so, you know, how, how, life, did it, right? how did it happen? Yeah. So and then in high school, I was like, no, I want to be a lawyer because, you know, that's right. what everybody wants to be. And I had a weird trajectory. I went to CJEP, um, loved CJEP, did very well. And then I did. So I went to Concordia and I started in psychology. Right. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is not for me. Right, um, exactly. And honestly, I've had that phase too where I went to general studies in CEGEP. Yeah. So if you guys don't know what CEGEP is, CEGEP is, just means college. Because again, yeah. here in Quebec, we have college and university. Yeah. They're separate. So that's it. So I went to CEGEP. I hated psychology, went into English literature at Concordia as well. Absolutely loved the program. Um, but like I said, I, I finished that and I was like, well, what am I going to do now, right? Right. like, the, the avenues are kind of limited. Um, Me too, yeah. But in that time, I had started being a substitute teacher because, as you know, there's an extreme shortage, right? Oof, baby short style. She's speaking in my language. She's yeah. speaking my favorite part of being a yeah. nurse. Short staff. Exactly. So wow. I was a substitute teacher. And then I was like, you know what? I actually kind of love this most of the time. The short staff or the <laughs> teaching? The teaching. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like like I said, like going back, I had the phase two where I didn't know what to do in my life. Mm -hmm. So I went to general studies. Yeah. I did like tourism because yeah. I was like, maybe I could be like a traveler or like um, yeah. a flight attendant with this degree. Yeah. And then yeah. halfway through it, I'm like, wait, this is not it. Yeah. I mean, like, again, for me, I wanted to be a nurse just because it's about my grandpa. So mm -hmm. if you didn't know, like, my grandpa suffered Alzheimer's and at the same okay. time lung cancer. Yeah. And I wish I could have done a lot more for him, but I didn't. So yeah. then I wanted to become a nurse. But at the same time, it was hard for me because I, I'm an immigrant in this country. Yeah. So when I came here, they wanted me to repeat a few courses yeah. in high school yeah. to catch up. Yeah. But I was already 18. Yeah. So it took me like three, four years to really catch up and get to the point where I can apply for nursing. Yeah. Whenever I try to apply, they keep refusing me. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let me just do this for now. Yeah. So it's interesting because like, well, my sister did the same. She did social science before she went into nursing. Oh, wait. So your sister is a nurse? Yeah. So she's studying in her third year of nursing. Mm -hmm. You guys can trauma dump. Uh, we trauma dump every day. <laughs> Sometimes in the middle of the day, you know. Period. As yeah. you should, guys. That's the only way to cope. Yeah, like that. Those texting conversations are life saving. Um, yeah. So yeah, she's a nursing student right now on her third year. Yeah, exactly. So she did social science before, and so she doesn't have her gen eds, like they're called, like gen eds. Gen, yeah, the general education classes, and I don't know how nursing students do it. Like, I see her course load. My heart goes out to all the nursing students, honestly. Right. I see what she goes through. 
And I, have you ever seen her having a mental breakdown? Yeah. Thank you. Because nobody believes that. They're like, yeah. oh my God, you're exaggerating. I was like, yeah. I'm not exaggerating. No. no. When I cry. Yeah. Like crying because there's so much workload. Yeah. That first of all, a lot of those workload, you don't even use them in reality. No. no. When you work as a nurse. Well, that's the thing. And like, so again, there's a parallel between teaching and nursing. I see all the stuff she has to do and I don't have the lingo and I don't have the nursing terms, but I see all her preclinicals and all her like NPPs or whatever. Yeah. And those uh, care plans and stuff. Yeah. And oh like, my God. I, I see why they're valuable, but I just like the reality is you're going to get into the field and you don't have time for that. Thank you. And thank you. And I say that as a teacher because I remember before I was writing like 15 page lesson plans for, you know, one lesson. Okay. I'm exaggerating. But like spending hours on a one hour lesson, right. planning a one hour lesson. Right. And it's like, I'm just trying to survive. We're all trying to survive. Right. And that doesn't mean I don't have a valuable lesson. And it doesn't mean that I'm not pre planning and preparing. Right. But the reality is, like, is that the best use of my time? No. Right. Like, what am I bringing to the table? What can I bring for my students? And spending six hours planning one lesson is not the best use of my time. Right. Like in nursing, we they make us do this care plans where we make like clouds and connect them and make sure that they end up with one diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. But in reality, when someone is having a heart attack, you're not going to be, okay, let me draw six different clouds and connect them why this person is having. Like you use your critical thinking. Mm -hmm. You use your head to make that happen. Exactly. But again, like you said, like, I don't understand why there's so much course load. Yeah. Even for a teacher, for sure. Like when you were in school, like how much course load did you did you have? So like comparative to what you've seen from your from your sister who's going through nursing school. Yeah. So I was really lucky when I did my master's. I did it. Uh, it was a, it was like made for people that were working full time. It was insane. Like I felt like I was dying. Right. <laughs> honestly same yeah and like it's a bit exaggerative but like i had no life and i talk about it now with my mom and my sister and for a year and a half i did nothing except school and work thank you that's literally what i did yeah no life yeah skip social events skip yeah. family events skip everything yeah. even my birthday sometimes i was like i don't got time to celebrate my birthday because i have an exam tomorrow exactly. yeah so my sister that happens all the time too and i'm like I feel so bad and I, I forget like now that I've been done for over two years, I kind of forget what it was like. And my sister's like, no, I, I can't do this. Or we went away on vacation last spring and she must have felt so regretful going on a vacation. We ended up getting she's she's going to cringe, but we ended up getting in this like big fight because she she spent the entire day. We went for like a long weekend. The entire day on Saturday, she was doing homework. Oh, my God. Listen, I completely understand her because I we know. had this whole party. So we went to like a, a chalet. I don't know how to explain it in English. What is a chalet in English? It's a cottage. A cottage. Yeah. A cottage. We love cottage weekends. I love <laughs> So we weekends. we went to this cottage weekend with my whole family. Everyone's there. Everyone's present. But guess what? I had to read a fucking like 18th freaking pages of notes yeah because i have an exam when i come back yeah. from that cottage weekend yeah so my mom was so pissed at me she's like 
so why did you come in this yeah. whole thing if you're just gonna be in the couch reading? I was like, I want to enjoy it. Yeah. But my mind is not here. Yeah, exactly. It's in this exam. That's exactly it. Yeah. This quizzes that yeah. if you don't get 95 or 100, you fail. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's so crap. That brings me to this thought. Like, I understand that, like, people's lives are in your hand. So, right. like, yes, marks are important. And yes, you need to succeed. And yes, you need to take it seriously. But, like, at what cost, you know? And, right. like, is that actually teaching you to be a better nurse? That's always my question. And, like, I, I think love that, this. I love this coming from you as a teacher. Like, Yeah. So, I think of this often when I'm, like, you know, thinking about my students and, like, especially if they're struggling or not, it's like, am I helping you be a better student or a better person or like better equipping you for the world, you know? Right. Because honestly, like teachers makes a lot of impact on how yeah. that person is going to thrive yeah. in the world. Like exactly. you guys are literally our second parents. Yeah. So like when my students come to me and they're really overwhelmed or they're saying I'm giving them too much work or whatnot and I'm not downplaying that, like that's valuable and I appreciate that they tell me. But I'm like, there's a fine line between life, you have tasks to do in life. Right. And like maybe I'm maybe I'm asking too much, right? And sometimes when I have these conversations with my sister, I, I get like, I'm like, in nursing and again my perspective i'm very far removed i never went to nursing school myself it's totally fine i'm like are they actually thinking about what they're doing to the students right like right makes sense honestly i questioned that sometimes too when i was in nursing school which i mean i was lucky enough because of the fact that i found people Mm -hmm. that I could like study with and literally help me push through. Yeah. Because I think without them, yeah. I wouldn't have made it in nursing. That's so important. The support system. Support system was yeah. so important. Yeah. Like more than my family who I don't even see that much. Yeah. I needed those support system from the cohort that I was. Yeah. And I think it's really sad when people don't have that. Right. And it can be a really, again, I'm removed from it, but it can be really like toxic. That's it is, the word it is, I it use. is. Honestly, use the right words because people yeah. have to hear it. People yeah. have to see like what we actually go through. Yeah. And like you said, like sometimes like this quizzes, assignments, plans that they want us to do yeah. don't even make sense. No. But they're no. pulling it from like a decade ago of things that they made nurses do. But what exactly. they but what they don't understand is the problems that they had before. Yeah. Like 10 years ago, 20 years ago are not the same problems now. Exactly. And we should be more focused on how to really like target and cure the problems that we have now that exist. Exactly. Like for example, just like uh I'll use cancer. Mm -hmm. You don't treat cancer the way you're treating cancer now. Yeah. Like you don't treat it from the way you treat it in 1987 to now. Yeah. Because we evolve. Totally. Things are different now. Yeah. But the sad part is, like you said, in nursing, they use old stuff to teach new students mm -hmm. these things that makes it so much harder for them to pass yeah. the whole profession. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, but... So for me, it makes me think of like, you know, teaching... 
and the world before the pandemic and post pandemic. Right. Because it's like, it's, it's completely different. You can't even compare it or, or you can, but it's absolutely different. And I see a lot of people just doing the same things, teaching the same way. And sometimes I'm guilty of it too. Like I just, I'm like, well, if kids could do it before, why aren't they doing it now? You know? Right. Which is, is problematic. And I, I catch myself. Um, but like we need to be meeting the students where they are. That is so true. That is so true. Yeah. So, and it's just, it's really important. And I, that's something I, I constantly try to remind myself of for sure. That's amazing because, you know, I think as our younger generation becomes the new, I don't know, professor, nurses, we're more aware. Yeah. We're more sensitive. Yeah. We're more like understanding of people and how your actions and what you do really do affects how that person, you know, becomes in the future. Exactly. And most importantly for you guys, teachers, because like, again, like there are teachers who I've hated in high school because they made me suffer for no reason because that's just how they are. And there are teachers who I'm still connected with when I was in high school and they made my life so easy. Easy in a way that they're not lessening what they give me as like homeworks or course load, but like easy because they understand that these are kids who's going to be the future of our generation. Exactly. So why make it hard for them? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Now I have a question for you. Yeah. What inspired you to become a teacher in the first place? So I definitely, <coughs> I think this is common for a lot of people that become teachers. I had some really, really amazing teachers throughout my schooling career. And I realized how much of an impact they had on me. And I guess like I thought that if I could ever have that impact on future generations, like that would be really amazing. That is so sweet. I mean, that's how I felt too with, I guess, my nursing professors because there are nursing professors that made me want to be like them. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. I was like, she inspires me to be a better nurse or to be a better, you know, person in general. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's amazing. So it didn't came from, let's say, uh, inspiration from like childhood or family. So it's it's it wasn't really something that just like came into your mind. You know what? I want to teach. I want to hone new people, like new generation of people yeah, to become better in the future. Yeah. Well, that's like my, you know, highest. I can only wish. Right. Right. Like, exactly. Um, and no. And it's interesting that you brought up family. My my father actually has a really big dislike for teachers. Oh, um, okay. Well, this is interesting. Yeah. So how did we so navigate he, through this? Um, it was hard. Sometimes it still is. He has his own trauma from right. uh, his own schooling experience. So when he found out that I wanted to be a teacher, it was like a really... Big discussion. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Was it like a drama? Like it's giving a Kim Kardashian like. <laughs> it was not drama because my father doesn't do drama. Oh well, my God. he does, but not the not the Kim Kardashian. Not like. the K- the Kim case. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was. It still is hard sometimes. Right. Um, and honestly, like again, like if you're telling me that he dislikes teacher because of a trauma, then that's not because 
of him that he hates teacher. No. It's because of that teacher yeah. that gave him this trauma and fear. Yeah. He's probably just protecting you. Because he's like, yeah. I don't want you to become yeah. one of these evil people. That's so true. I never even thought of it that way. You know what I mean? so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, just like in nursing, how I would connect this is that... Because there are people who hate going to the hospital, right? Because they yeah. hate doctor. Yeah. Why would someone hate a doctor? Mm-hmm. If they've had a bad experience. If they had a bad experience. Yeah. But the thing is, you have to realize that not every single doctor is bad. Yeah. Just like not every single nurses are going to be good nurses. Yeah. There are going to be mean nurses. There are going yeah. to be like shitty nurses. Yeah. But don't equate it to every single nurses are going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And again, it's hard to change it to someone who have been through it. Yeah. Who have gone through trauma. Yeah. And the only way to show them that it's like, for example, in your situation with your dad is to show him that, hey, look, you've raised someone and now is helping so much students and kids to be the future of this world. I guess that you can't get stuck in the loop of trying to prove yourself, though. Right. Because that's like a whole other. <laughs> right, right. And I completely understand yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I, again, like sometimes you can only do as much, right? Yeah. You have a, you have a limit. Acceptance is important. Exactly. And again, another thing that I've learned in life is that you have your traumas, but yeah. you cannot... You cannot infect someone else's with that trauma because you still it still is your choice of what actions and how you act towards someone. Yeah. That's going to define, you know, yeah, totally. the whole situation. Totally, yeah. Because there are people that I completely understand that you have trauma of like spiders. Yeah. But you cannot hit someone just because they love spiders. That's 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 very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So for people who sees that like distance yourself type of thing yeah and like you said like you only have so much to prove and that's an ongoing journey (laughs) yes and you know what the only person that you should be proving something on is yourself Mm -hmm. the person that you look at in the mirror every single day yeah because that's the only one that matters totally you totally i'm a people pleaser i would never deny that i guess that's why i got into this profession too is because i love to people please how about you I was going to say that's exactly the same thing. Period. I, listen, this this profession that we went to, I think we all have a tendency to people please. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not denying that. And I'm yeah. not generalizing it to every single one. No. But a lot of us, we love to please people. Yeah. To make people happy. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to go into a profession where you have to care. You have to be compassionate. You have to be patient towards strangers. If you don't like seeing other people happy. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes me think of like how important boundaries are, right? Exactly. Because yeah, I could, I could spend 15 hours a day at work every day (coughs) if I wanted to, you know, like the work is never done. Mm -hmm. And that's, I'm sure there are some new teachers listening and especially as a new teacher, I know for myself, I felt I still feel like I have to prove myself every single day. And I feel like my narrative is if I work, you know, endlessly and I prove how much I care about my job, then people are going to see that I care. Oh, my God. That is not the reality, unfortunately. Girl, you, we're like a twin. Yeah. Because I used to be this way. I mean, I, I changed now. I mean, 
I'm calling it like I changed now because I went to therapy and I kind of realized yeah. a lot of things. But I used to do that. I used to want to make sure that the people that I'm working with are satisfied with the job that I'm doing. Yeah. But I was like, wait a damn minute. Mm-hmm. I'm here for my patients. Yeah. Not these people. Yeah. That's it. And it's so hard to accept it because again, like you see these co-workers every single day and you look up to these people because they've been in the business for a while, right? Yeah. Cause, and you're like, well, I want to be liked by these people. I want to be praised by these people. Yeah. Because getting a praise for them means that I'm doing, a, I'm doing my job properly. Exactly. But then at the end of the day, I realized that, wait, but they don't matter. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm here for my patients. Yeah, that's it. So like, yeah, so for me, it's my students and they're my priority. And I need to constantly remind myself, am I serving my students in the best way I can? And then that's, that's what matters. The rest obviously matters, but I have to put limits somewhere. I have right. to have boundaries. Otherwise, like there's, it's never going to end. It's never going to end. And what do you find most rewarding about your job as a teacher? That's a big question. Definitely seeing students succeed. And I don't mean succeed by like passing an exam or passing, you know, or what I mean by succeed is really like seeing them being proud of themselves. Right. And like for me, the best feeling like this time of year is really hard because it's almost the end of the year, right? The semester. Uh, so we're so I, where I work, it's like we were. I have the same students from September to June. Yeah. I keep looking at it as um, semester university yeah. or college. Yeah. yeah, I'm so far back from. It's okay. Yeah, so I have the same students from September to June. So this time of year is hard in the sense that they're like summer are are okay, but new routines. You know, it's just there's a lot going on, and so. I find like the rewards haven't started showing yet. Right. You know, the rewards really come out in the spring at the end of the year when students are like, oh my gosh, I never thought I would be able to do this. Right. And I did. You right. Know? And for them to reach that though, it's all on you. Like I'm not putting yeah. the pressure on you, but then for them to be able to get there, yeah. you are their support system exactly. and the person they're relying on to be able to explore their ability to really get exactly hard part and it's like it's hard because you know you have 30 students in front of you and you need to know or not need to but you know you want to know okay how can how can so and so be pushed and how can the one person next be pushed but not too much like you have to know where each student or you want to know you know, just how much each student can can be pushed and what they can accomplish because the reality is every student accomplishes different things. I see this as the same thing I said with my patients, right? Yeah, exactly. Like people have ways of understanding how their medication works. Yeah. So you have to explain it differently. Yeah. It makes me think of like, you know, every student's obviously have different needs and sometimes it is so hard to keep track (laughs) it's like i i want to and you know by the by the end of the day i'm just like i don't even remember who talked to me today like yeah (laughs) literally the same thing in nursing like i didn't even know who i was talking to after discharging or like being like seeing like at least 15 to 20 people yeah that's it like it's hard 
at the end of the day, I just want to rest. Yeah. I don't want to remember anything. Yeah. Have you ever carried any like stresses from like work to oh home? Oh my gosh, every day. Every day. <laughs> so yeah, this is my own choice. I, I have, and I told my students this at the beginning of the year, I have my notifications on on my phone. Girl, do not. I know, I know. It's like one of my professional goals to let it go. Um, but I haven't yet. So, yeah, like seeing emails come in. Right. Um, that also, stresses me out too because my email from work is always on Ding. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we're going to be short staff tomorrow. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to come in short staff tomorrow. Perfect. Yeah, so you're like preemptively getting ready for your day anxiety anxious and just like stressed out like yeah how is they going to be tomorrow if we're short staff or yeah you know that's crazy i guess i know it's a choice and i know it's a choice i make and some of my colleagues don't have their notifications on and it really works for them for me i guess it goes with my philosophy of like well number one i want to be there for my students and it also goes with my philosophy of I want to be able to answer questions they have. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to answer five minutes after they send me a message on Saturday afternoon. Right. But it means that if I'm doing work on Sunday morning and I want to answer, then I can, you know. Makes um, sense. And I tell them like at the beginning of the year, like, don't expect me to answer right away. Right. <laughs> and honestly, like we all have like anxiety that causes us to get stressed and we have a way to cope with it. Exactly. And it might not sound healthy, but that's the only way we could cure and feel better Yeah. about something. Yeah. Like for me, like I always have to have my notifications on because I have to make sure that tomorrow we're not short staff. Yeah. Because if we are, I have to prepare myself before yeah the day yeah exactly exactly so i actually talked about that in therapy too it's like sometimes you just rather be able to prepare yourself and for me it's the unknown that causes me more anxiety than being able so to me. like kind of prepare and again i am not in control of all <coughs> the situations in in the school absolutely mm -hmm. not and i don't want to be but being able to like kind of mentally prepare is really important for me right um, right and like the unknown. I just feel the same. Yeah, that's it. It's like, I don't know what to say because I'm just like, this is me. <laughs> yeah. This is me and a teacher. Yeah. I was like, she is me. <laughs> that's it. It's like the unknown for me is the scariest, which is kind of ironic because when you're a teacher or a nurse, right? the unknown is the only guarantee throughout your day. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true in nursing like, too. Oh my God. See, like, there's so many similarities between yeah. a teacher and a nurse. Yeah. Because you might be caring for teenagers, but that that's the same thing as caring for like patients. We have teenagers too. Yeah, totally. Have you ever dealt with like families? Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Okay, well, give me a situation where you had to deal with it all by yourself. Because that happens a lot in nursing. When we have to deal with a situation and there's no other way to deal with it by yourself. One of the biggest situations for me was it was parent teacher a parent teacher interview and for me i get really offended which is my own thing when parents kind of doubt that i have the best interest of their child and right same as a nurse yeah when they I, doubt you they're like are you really old enough to be able to take care of my dad i'm like i wouldn't be here today ma'am if i was not qualified to do this like i put my life and sweat into this so 
you yeah. know, like, but it's hard. So I just like, I know how much work I put forward to do my job well, in my opinion. Right. And I guess it's really hard when parents question that. Right. And my hardest thing with like families is when, not when they question me, because that's normal. Like I'm taking care of your kid or your ward, you know. Right. And so that's like totally understandable. But it's more <coughs> when, I guess when I feel disrespected, when they're condescending. Right. And I guess like that also comes with age perhaps. But again, like disrespect, like, so another thing that I learned in my experience in nursing is that I don't care how old you are. I don't care how much experience you have in life. You cannot disrespect me. No. Like, for example, you cannot cuss me. Because if my mom haven't cussed me that word, mm-hmm. why do you have the privilege and the yeah. the right to do so? Exactly. And honestly, I feel the same. Because when I was starting, I was like, oh, this person is... Like, I know it's disrespectful, but I see it. Oh, well, they have more experience than I do. Or they're older than me, so they have the right to do that. But again, I'm like... It's not about your age, your sex, or anything or anything no. else. It's no. about we all deserve respect. Yeah. And I think it's the same. It makes me think of like, you know, in the profession, like, and I'm sure you see it as a nurse too. Like, not because you're an older teacher or an older nurse that you can disrespect your younger colleagues. Oh my God. This like, is so prominent in nursing too. Exactly. So prominent. And I'm really privileged. Like I have never really lived that myself, but I definitely have friends who are teachers who have, and it's like, you're the young teacher, you're new. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't get a say in this. Like we've been here 30 years, so you don't get to say anything about this. Oh my God. For all the nurses listening, do you guys hear this? <laughs> is this very, very similar? Is this is this giving y'all nostalgia? Because this is the same thing too in nursing. Like yeah. people with so much more experience feels like they're the ones who knows the best. Exactly. Like getting new ideas, new ways, new things from younger people yeah. makes them feel like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Are yeah. you telling me that you know more than me? Yes, because there are things that you don't know exactly. and that we, we know. Exactly. If I could listen to you, you could listen to me it's a two-way street that's exactly it so it's like yeah do i have something to learn from my colleagues that have been teaching for 30 years definitely do you can you learn (coughs) things from me Mm -hmm. yeah and i think like that's something i love like you know one of my like i guess closest colleagues has been teaching for 20 some years i believe if i'm not mistaken and like i just she has so much knowledge to share with me but I love when she comes and asks me for help or, or right. questions. It too. makes you feel validated. It makes exactly. you feel like, oh, okay, so I'm not, I'm not just as some stupid, you know. Exactly. And like, and it's not just that I love it. It's like she also reinforces that I can have different perspectives. And I think like as teachers, I think it's a really it's really sad and it really frustrates me when we don't ask each other for different perspectives because it's like, why can't we grow together? Period. 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 That this is like one of the problems that like there's space for everybody. There's yeah. There's a space for everyone to grow, to be better, to yeah. You know, to to advance in life. That's exactly it. I love what you say about like space for everybody. And I always talk about that with my students. And like, because I teach ethics too. And I just right. obviously sometimes we talk about controversial things or we talk about heavy topics. 
And I just, I make it so clear that there's space for everybody. So it frustrates me when my colleagues don't, or not necessarily my colleagues, but like just in the profession in general, when we don't do the same thing, it's like, what are we, mod what are we modeling? What was that saying? Practice what you preach. Practice what you preach. Exactly. Because there's a lot of people. I mean, like, again, like I'm always turning this back into nursing just because that's the only thing I know. You know, like, I know you're a good nurse and I know you take care of your patients and I know you love your patients. But why can't you do the same with your colleagues, with the people that you work with? Exactly. So are you telling me you're faking it in front of your patients because then the real you is this rude, disrespectful person talking to me when it's just between you and me? Oh, man. That oh, makes my me girl, think. your eye roll because you're probably yeah. like, Ugh. <laughs> So, like, that makes me think about, you know, bringing your authentic self to the job. And not just the job, because for me, like, teaching is not just a job. It is it is a huge part of my identity. Right. And obviously, there are different parts of my identity, too. But it is part of who I am. Right. So, uh, before you continue, so do you feel like, you know, being a nurse is, like you said, part of your identity of who you are definitely like being a teacher is definitely part of my identity me too because in nursing they're like you know don't make nursing your personality your yeah. identity but i was like i love being a nurse yeah i might be out of work the hospital mm -hmm. but that doesn't stop me from like caring about others or like sure like not my whole personality is a nurse no but it's just part of me that's it's exactly who it. I am like and I I don't for me it's not a problem and again it's not going to be the same for everybody but for me it's like I love being able to do things on the weekend and think like how can I bring this to my classroom like period reading you know I'm reading a book and it's like which grade can I talk about this with like oh that's so cute and that's just what I love Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I mean, that, that tells you more of how you are as a teacher. That you actually yeah. care about what you're doing and you actually love what you're doing. Yeah. Because it's who you are. It's yeah. It's who you are as a person in general. Exactly. And again, to be clear, like, I'm not saying that that makes you a good teacher. And I'm not saying that to be a good teacher, you have to work on the weekend or you have to do this. Or right. You have to do that. Like, everybody's boundaries are different. Right. But for me, that's what works. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, it is part of my passion and is part of why I became a teacher. Period. I love it. I love it. So now my next question is, how do you balance personal, work, relationships, everything all together? Because this is something nurses and healthcare workers yeah. struggle with. And I struggle with that because I put so much effort, so much time, compassion, energy into work. Yeah. But then my work don't appreciate that. Yeah. The hospital don't appreciate that. The government don't appreciate that. And when yeah. it's time for me mm -hmm. to ask for some self-care and some self-love, mm -hmm. nope. Yeah. Deny. Yeah. So um That's that's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack. I am definitely not the best at this. I wear myself I love the honesty. Yeah. Period. I wear myself really thin. Um, it's kind of funny because I gave my students an anonymous survey last week. And one of the questions was like, what should I do less of as a teacher Okay. in the <laughs> survey? And one student straight up wrote, she should do less work at home so that oh. she can relax more. Oh. oh my God, because they see it, because yeah. they feel it. Yeah. Listen, even my patients are like, 
you need a time off. Yeah. They're like, you're not looking great. Yeah. So, yeah. How do I balance it? It's about like, it's figuring out my priorities. Thank you. I tend, I am a very organized person. Okay, so, that's one. Like, usually at the beginning of the week, I kind of like look at my week, I look at my schedule, and I'm like, okay, when am I going to stay? Which days of the week am I going to stay later and correct? Which right. days, because the thing is, I could stay every day after school until 8 p.m. Right, because you guys' job don't really stop at we, five. No, we don't clock in and clock out. <laughs> Like That's, not that you guys do. That's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. But we but, do. We do clock out. Yeah. But for teachers, it's harder because it's not like tomorrow. It's another different no, day. No. It's a continuation of yesterday. It is. And then another new things comes yeah. up, and then a continuation. It's like, oh my yeah. god, you guys. That's and it's crazy. Like, if I don't stay after school and prepare, well, then I'm shooting myself in the foot for tomorrow. It. Oh my god. Yeah. It's. <laughs> So it's about boundaries. And right. again, I am not the best person at this. And that's totally fine. <laughs> Listen, I only found out about my boundaries like when I went to therapy like eight months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And before then, yeah, people crossed that boundary and it was okay for me. And I didn't realize that it was affecting me physically, emotionally, and mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So... My therapist said something really good to me a few weeks ago. I love she it. You're in like, therapy too? Oh, yeah. Guys. And see, a few weeks, or not a few weeks ago, but a few months ago, pro- a few years ago, I would have never admitted that. Right. I would have been like, you know, kept it to myself. Right. And especially not shared it in public. Now I openly share it. And I even sometimes share it with my students. I love it. Because I think, again, it's about modeling behavior, right? Right. It's vulnerability that yeah. people appreciate. Yeah. And it's like, it's okay to be in therapy and it's okay to take care of yourself. And it's okay not to be okay and perfect. Exactly. Because I think like right now in the world that we're living in, we're so focused on making sure that we are perfect. Yeah. That yeah. we pass these standards that people, the generation from generation puts into us. Yeah. And if we don't make that, we fail yeah, to exactly. be human. Exactly. So like... So what my therapist said was I was feeling really guilty about just doing stuff for myself sometimes, you know, especially when there's so much more I could be doing for work. And is what you were doing in that moment making you a better person or a better teacher for tomorrow? And it's like sometimes just relaxing, just chilling is making you a calmer person, a calmer, it makes me a calmer teacher for tomorrow. So I go on tangents. Um, so to answer your question. Period. Yeah. Me too. How do I juggle relationship, work, personal life, leisure? I think it's about priorities. And it's about knowing that like your personal priorities are as important as the rest. I'm far from being perfect <laughs> at that. Oh my God. And it's Girl. a work in progress. And I think, again, my experience is obviously I'm a young teacher. I'm new to the career. So I think it's different. Um, perhaps. And I... You know, that's not a bad thing. But I think, like, it comes back to the fact that we have some... I feel like I have something to prove. It's just about knowing that, like, it's okay to take care of myself. Exactly. And like you said, like, it's about priorities and what do you think is right in that very specific time. Exactly. And the thing what I realized, too, after going to therapy is that, you know, those things that you've missed because you wanted to do more work for your job... Yeah. You can never get them back. Wow, that's that 57th birthday of your mom that you miss because you decided to stay four more hours 
your mom is not 57 anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But that stress that you were stressing, mm-hmm. it's always going to come back. Yeah. And it's always going to be the same type of bullshit. Yeah. That's it. Like for me, it's like the work will never be done. Exactly. And that's what I realized too, that I can never get everything done. No. But that's just the reality of it. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Finding the balance and yeah. like you said, like picking your priorities on that very moment. Yeah. But like you said, personal also yeah. should take a high position in your choices and what you need to prioritize. Totally. Totally. Because these are the people that you love. Yeah. Because I remember that time when my mom was like, I felt like I lost my son. Mm. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, don't come at me like that on my midterms exam. I was yeah. like, <laughs> but it's so true because I don't even have time to say hi to her or bye because I would stay in Concordia mm. library because that's the only library that's open 24-7. Yeah. And I would ask my friend to give me the password to the Wi-Fi so we could study. Yeah. Like we would go there from like 7 a.m. till freaking 12 yeah. a.m. to study. So like I'm on the other end. I made a comment like that to my sister. Yeah. When she was in school and like in nursing school. And she was like, you don't understand. Right. And that like I feel terrible because I know she's just doing what she 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 needs to do. Exactly. And like again, like it's the anxiety yeah. in the back of your head that you're trying to relieve. Yeah. But until you're able to do that thing that's making you anxious yeah it will never go away yeah exactly but at the same time you're like my anxiety is always gonna be here yeah but that time that i don't know my mom was asking me to go out to have a dinner with it's not gonna be the same time again no no that's it my other question here yeah how do you handle situation where you feel unsupported by the school administration or policies in your teaching role girl Oh boy. Have you ever felt unsupported by the system that you're working for? Definitely. And I think like, again, I don't want to generalize, but I think everybody can kind of relate to that, whether it's in nursing or teaching. Right. I wish I had like really good advice and I wish there was a solution, but the reality is like, we kind of work in a system that's flawed, you know? Right. Like, there's no other way to put it. It has flaws. It doesn't mean I, I like, hate everything about it because I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it doesn't mean I don't like my job. And I think right. that's something we also need to be mindful of is, like, calling out the flaws doesn't mean that we're entirely unhappy. It just means that we would like for things to change sometimes. What um, is something that they tell teachers that is toxic positive? I hate toxic positivity. It, <laughs> like Girl. I just, so am I. I think, I mean, I kind of just like call things out the way they are. So for me, toxic positivity just gets me. Like, oh, my superpower, like there are these mugs, okay, that I'm not going to say where you can get. Oh my God, is it store. like Ray Dunn's? <laughs> well, that's one of them. Right. And it's like, my superpower is teaching. What's yours? And it's like, okay, maybe maybe some like that. Not for me. Right. <laughs> like, like, exactly. Like, I hate those stuff. Like yeah. your superpower is healing. Yeah. What's yours? Exactly. No, it's not. It's my not. superpower is crying in the bathroom. Yeah. And getting it all out. Exactly. 
Um, it makes me think like I read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since I read that book, I'm just like, I am unapologetically honest. <laughs> oh my God. Be 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 that person, please. Because yeah. I think this world needs more honesty yeah. and reality check. Yeah. So to answer the question you asked, I guess it, it all ties into that. It's like, I think especially sometimes as new nurses or teachers, we're kind of scared to ask for what we need. And we're scared to admit that we're not feeling okay or that we're not feeling supported. Right. And I think like nobody, it took me a long time to understand this. It's like nobody understands that you're struggling unless you tell them. Ex um, oh my God, that is so true. That is so true. But then, you know, I think what we're really scared of is that we're not really getting support when you tell yeah. them. Because then there are situations in nursing, like let's say um, violence towards nurses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You tell them yeah. that, oh my God, my patient just punched me. Instead of them being concerned about you, yeah. they're going to be like, what could you have done differently? <sighs> Nothing, Cynthia. I would never know that my patient would punch me in the face. You know what? Like, that's probably the same situation yeah. as for a teacher, right? It's so like, the same. And that's why I'm rolling my eyes because it's the same. And that's why, like, I'm not trying to b downplay it. Like, there are situations, again, like... Like, I, why Why am I supposed to critically think of what should have I done differently when I'm the victim? Yeah. Like, this has never happened to me. But if a student were to throw a desk, it's like, what was I supposed to do? You know? And again, like... I'm right. lucky it hasn't happened to me. But like there are things that happen that we just don't have. It's not in your control. Exactly. And that's why like I'm not saying like, you know, I'm not trying to downplay it all, at all by saying like just ask for help because sometimes you don't get the help you need. And right. that's the reality right. for sure. And I know that. But so then speaking up is still is the best possible thing. I think so. And I think like I struggled with this because it's like if I speak up or if I ask for help, am I seeming incompetent? Right. Oh my God, that is so me. I feel like, oh my God, are they going to think that I am stupid and I don't know what I'm doing and I've been exactly. here for this much of time? How am I, why am I asking this question? It sounds so newbie. Exactly. And it's like, so I have to let go of that so I can take care of myself. And until I admit, first of all, I'm not going to know anything, whether it's now or in 30 years, I'm not right. going to know everything. Right. So I need to just accept that. I need to put my ego aside. <laughs> oh my I God. need to like accept that me asking a question doesn't make me incompetent. I really felt like I was Coralie yeah. in my past life. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're not even there, but like I was like, this is me. This is my life. Yeah. Oh my God, girl. Yeah. And I think like the more you want to <coughs> succeed, the more you're scared of being incompetent. But I, I think like succeeding and asking for help. Like, cause I'm teaching now too. Yeah. If you don't know, I'm teaching now too in clinical. So I am a clinical professor awesome. for my student. And one thing I promised myself is that, cause I love teaching too. Yeah. I love having students. Mm. It makes me feel good that I am able to help someone be the future. Yeah. Like my dream is knock on wood. If I'm ever a patient in a hospital. Mm -hmm. And the nurse who's taking care of me was my student before. Mm. I was like, that's right, girl. I hone you. You you learned yeah. that from me. Yeah. And nothing makes you feel so much better. As a teacher, too, like in public, totally. at some point, like 
10 years from now, you can be walking in public and they're going to be like, oh my God, that's my English teacher. Totally. 10 years ago. And she was the best teacher I've ever had in English. Well, I can only dream that they'll say that, right? Um, <laughs> I'm pretty like, sure your students are happy to have you as their teacher. Well, I love them. Like just this morning, I went and got my coffee and my student made it, you know? Oh, stop. Yeah. That is the cutest little thing. Yeah, like I live in a really small community. So I right. see my students everywhere, which is sometimes, you know, a problem. It's, it's, it's a little too much. Me too sometimes. <laughs> like, like again, Montreal is not that big. So sometimes I'll be walking in public and my patient would come yeah. approach me. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. wow. Yeah, like sometimes I would like to just go to the grocery store on Sunday morning and just buy my groceries you right. know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's hard when you're living in a very small exactly. town and, and it's a choice and i love it i'm not complaining listen so. but those students for sure loves to see you oh yeah uh. it's uh it's funny right because when students see like when they're teenagers they're like oh my god no, oh my god that's my english teacher please <laughs> yeah. let's cross the other way exactly. she's not gonna see me with you <laughs> yeah. that is so funny yeah but yes i i mean Again, it's rewarding for me to be able to help other people yeah, grow. Exactly. And it's healing my inner nursing student that wish I've had that care, that compassion, that patience. And I often think like, if I was a student in my class right now, how would I be feeling? Because that's what I see every time I go to my patient's room. Yeah. I'm imagining my patient as my grandpa. How would I want my grandpa to be treated? Exactly. Yeah. By me. Yeah. Yeah. And then it changes the game of how I treat my patients. Yeah. Because I was like, I am not going to do anything to hurt or to to do anything bad to this person because this is my grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always has been the way I see things. That's why like I'm so always like connected to my patients. Yeah. And I like that you see things that way because then you're more compassionate. You're more understanding. You're more okay, well, this is how I wish to be treated, so let me treat them. Exactly. That dream of mine totally. that was never, you know, that, yeah. that never happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. Okay, we have last question in here. Oh, my God. Have you ever felt unappreciated or undervalued as a teacher? And if so, how did you handle those feelings? Oh, totally. Uh, I want to say every day. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And like, it's not a bad thing. I think the reality is you know, when you're working with teenagers, they're not going to tell you they appreciate you. Oh yeah. A few will. Yeah. Most are going to, but the you know, thing, but the thank yous never comes. No. I So I have one student who every time she walks out of my classes, thank you. And I'm like, girl, you know, I don't even know where you come from. <laughs> but thank you for appreciating yeah. and my then, work and the job that I've been doing for the past, what, five yeah. years? So every time she says thank you, I'm like, thank <coughs> you. Anyway, um, so feeling underappreciated. Yeah, I'm not even joking when I say every day. Um, and I'm sure it's the same for nurses with patients, right? There's always going to be patients who just don't. A lot don't even appreciate you. Yeah, exactly. And some are just super rude and super like... Yeah demanding and they think that you owe them oh my god you owe them everything exactly so they're I, like the reason why you're getting paid is because of the tax monies i'm paid yeah. uh, girl don't start don't start yeah that's crazy so i think like the most important thing comes down to the fact that you and again this is like a lifetime of work you need to just be happy with what you're doing and like 
And I think a lot of us are happy with what we're doing. Like for me, whenever people ask me, like, again, going back to that thing that I never really answered is that people are asking me like, John, do you hate being a nurse that much mm. that you focus on the negatives of it? Yeah. I was like, listen, I love being a nurse. Mm-hmm. It is who I am. Yeah. It is part of me. It yeah. is my dream. Yeah. But what I hate is the system, the environment that I work for totally. as a nurse. Because you can love something, but if the environment that you're working in is, is toxic, unsafe, mm-hmm. unappreciative, mm-hmm. and undermines you and undervalued you, yeah. you're going to hate waking up in the morning because it makes you like, oh, another day in this hell of a freaking yeah work totally like i don't hate being a nurse like i keep telling people i was like i never went to school for five years just to hate it yeah no and that's it and like for you like you you're not wasting your time and like you're not ma- like doing this powerpoint presentation until <laughs> 11 freaking p.m because you hate being a teacher no, no exactly. but you just hate those moments where you're your energy, your time, your compassion is not appreciated. Yeah. And you're just like, I just wish I have that pat in the back, not by myself, but by the system or the people that's that I'm surrounded with and that I'm doing this for. Yeah. And I think like it comes back to something else we were talking about it like earlier is like it's so important to surround yourself with the right people. Right. And like, if I didn't have a few colleagues that I knew I could lean on or call or text, or it would like, have been so hard. It would be so hard and so different. Right. And it- like, you know, sometimes you just need to be congratulated for something and you just need to say like, that one act of <laughs> kindness, that one, like, I like, I am so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know what the fuck you did, but I am so proud of exactly. you. Exactly. Make someone's day so much freaking better. Exactly. Like, you know that people are trying their best every yeah. single day. Yeah. And they're probably not getting that recognition for that. Exactly. So just tell someone like, you are so beautiful today. Yeah. You, you're loved. Yeah. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Call me if you ever need anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love you. Like, people... Yeah. You don't know what people are going through. Like, the act of kindness, yeah. that small yeah. little sentence that you tell someone yeah. can literally change their whole day, yeah. their whole mindset. And that's what I always try to like teach my students. It's like, you have no idea what everybody's going through in this class. Like, especially when we have conversations in ethics or whatever. And it's like, you know, we talk about all these hypothetical situations and they're like, oh, but miss, like that never happens. And I'm like, Yes, it could have happened to somebody in here. You don't know. Like, how do you know that someone is just not suppressing it because it's a trauma that they've been through? Exactly. So why say something stupid in front of many? Exactly. Have you ever dealt with like bullies? So that's so hard, right? Because Mm -hmm. bullies are really smart. Bullies try not to do anything in (coughs) choice, right? It's like the racist comments. And oh my homophobic God. comments. They're smart enough to not do it in front of adults. Because in the nursing community, we have this ongoing saying that the mean girls in high school mm. is now your nurse. Because some mm. of them are. And that's a lot of... Uh, 
Girl, you're rolling your eyes again. I was like, she is, she is, she is drinking the tea, piping hot. Oh yeah, to the yeah. pot, yeah. from the freaking pot. Yeah, because there's so many bullying in nursing. I think the notion of like the mean girls in high school are the nurses now mm-hmm. comes from a reality that they were the bullies when they were teenagers. Yeah, and they continue to do this. Yeah. Because they feel empowered, they feel like they're more than someone else, yeah. and these people are just below them. Yeah, yeah. But I think like the teachers has a lot of impact and contribution to like to like turn these kids, yeah, into something better. I like to hope. I like to hope that that's the case. Like, has any student came up to you and just definitely yes, I have. And, and how have you dealt with that situation? For me, in my situation, I definitely like, first of all, I always kind of thank the student for feeling safe enough to share, right? Because Right, that's the hardest part. Calling out a bully is petrifying. Oh, yes. Talking about it, especially when you're a teenager is like, or, or a child. Yes, like, because I think there are teenagers right now who's listening to this. Yeah. And would want to hear it from like a teacher. So like, I always... First of all, I'm like, I, I thank them for sharing. Right. I thank them for being able to accept it because it's so much easier to suppress it or pretend these things aren't happening. Right. Um, so thank you for sharing. Thank you for coming to me. Thank you for feeling safe with me. And then I always say, like, I am not the best equipped person in the building to deal with this. And this is this goes for bullying or if they're, you know, if they have any type of, like, mental you know, mental health issue going on. Right. I always say like, I am not the best equipped person in the building. Perfect. And then I guess you, you redirect them to exactly someone from the school to a health professional, right. to whoever in the building can better help. And sometimes I, I, I'm like, if you're not comfortable with that, cause they came to me because they're, you know, comfortable with me. I can you're just help safe. them. You're the safe space that's it so i can be the liaison like i'm like i can go see the nurse with you i can let the nurse know and but the thing is like as a teacher and i think a lot of teachers can relate to this is like we're not trained to deal with crises or you know like right in most cases like we're not and i don't want to do more harm than good and i love that because honestly like relating it to nursing yeah we are not trained to deal with a lot of crap. Yeah. But we are supposed to know how to deal with it. Yeah. And it's like that fine line between like, I want my students to feel safe and trust me. But I also need them to know that I have a responsibility to keep them safe. Right. And they are minors, you know. So I need to keep them safe. And I... I need to also make sure that I'm doing my job, quote unquote, properly, right? You're doing the best choice in that situation. Because again, like us nurses dealing with things that's not in our scope, but we're pushed to do. It's because of generational sucking it up and now it's normalized and now it's okay that you should be handling this much of things when it's not even your job. Exactly. And I think that's what we're trying to change in the healthcare system is that you know you're not you're not obligated you you should not feel bad or guilty for not being able to know how to handle something because if you're not if you don't know how to handle with it that's totally fine yeah and that's the thing like 
there are some things that I'm as a teacher, I'm just not equipped to dealing with. And mm -hmm. that's okay. That it's not a bad thing. It just means like I need to know where I where I can go and what I have to do. Period. Period. As you should. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're relating so much to me, not just like in a personal level, but like as a professional. Yeah. Because it's so different, but at the same time, it just hits the spot. Yeah. As a nurse and like relating to the teacher. So at first I was like, this, how can a nurse and a teacher correlate to like situations? And talking to one right now mm -hmm. just like confirms it that totally. listen, these are my sisters mm -hmm. from another mother, <laughs> but we have the same freaking destiny. Yeah. There should be a book talk of a nurse and a teacher. There really should be. That would be amazing. And mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you, like, what can you say to the future aspiring teachers of the world from your experience? I would definitely say, like, first of all, be yourself because it gets really tiring when you're not authentic. And second of all, take care of yourself. Right. Because it's no secret, like, in nursing, you know, burnout and, like, leaving the field is, like, super prominent. Um... So like taking care of yourself is just really important. And I think it's a, it's really important to start that habit r right as right away as you get into right at the beginning. Yeah. And it's hard and it's scary sometimes to take care of yourself when you have a million other things to do, but like in nursing, uh, you, it will not la like you can't, it's not sustainable to not take care of yourself. Right. And again, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Exactly. As long as your cup is less than a hundred, you should not be giving that to anyone else. That's exactly it. Yeah. Oh my God. What can you tell to the students who's listening to this right now? Yeah. Like what I tell my students is like, there's so much more to the world than high school and high school is scary. You know, I wasn't in high school that long ago, honestly. And sometimes it really sucks sometimes. And it really feels like there's no light at the end of the tunnel, but like, I, this is so cliche, but like the world is full of so many possibilities and high school is not the only place that you will be. And there's, there's just so much more waiting for you. Like in life, I think you have to go through rough patches and totally. high school might be a rough patch to someone. High yeah. school might be their, you know, shining moment, but you got to remember that, you know, this is what prepares you to life. Yeah. prepares you for the future because it's not going to get easier when you get to university or no. when you finish university it just yeah. gets worse it's just different and you know it's not to scare you by the fact of what reality is it's, but it's more to tell you that life is not fairy tales and rainbows and unicorns and yeah. there are things that you have to go through and yeah. what's going to prepare you to that is the things that you're going through now in school yeah and like you're in control of how you are going to be in the future. Yeah, exactly. So I remember when I was in high school, everybody was like, oh, these are the best years of your life. Right. And I was like, I remember thinking, and again, I was like, I was a very unhappy teenager. Right. Um, Listen, you know, I think we've all went, I, I went through an emo phase. Yeah. So like oh I, my God. I didn't go through an emo phase, but I definitely had like mental health problems that like were not addressed, you know? Right. And like, kind of scary and i remember thinking like if these are the best years of my life then why am i going through this like what am i going to do the rest of my life right right and, and that's totally fine and i think like yeah. a lot of us what we needed before because i was 
going through something before when I was in high school. Yeah. But again, it was undiagnosed and yeah. it was pushed away because like, oh, you're so young. How are, yeah. how can you be depressed? Exactly. Like, you're so young. How can you be anxious or like... Yeah, exactly. I was like, this, the world right now is so effed up that people just need to be validated that people just needs to feel they have help that their problems that the things that they're concerned about is true they're and it's valid. not downplayed or like push aside because they don't believe that it it exists exactly and again i think it's your parents who haunts you to believe in yourself it's your teachers because yeah. i again i absolutely believe that your parents and your teachers are who prepares you for what's out there in the world. Totally. And yeah. that's why I salute every single teacher because of you guys. There's mm -hmm. so many, there's still so many good people. And this good people are yeah. because of their parents and because of their teachers. Yeah. And I just like sympathize and empathize with teachers because you guys do so much, so many different teenagers and again like this years are when the hormones are worst oh, girl yeah. i don't like i deal with adults i deal with i don't like dealing with kids yeah, yeah. like young kids like five six seven yeah but i didn't realize that teenagers are even worse oh. and again i'm not saying like worse in every single case but i'm just saying like when the hormones are mm -hmm. shooting up mm -hmm. That's when it's the worst. Attitude, yeah. personality, everything is coming out. It's like taking care of a whole zoo, but every single door are open. It is like a zoo. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Just like a nursing. It's a whole zoo. Like you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Or like you know what you're going to get, but tomorrow it's a different kind of... Yeah. Like it's a different kind of elephant. Yeah. Like you had the nicest elephant yesterday and now the elephant is angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> girl like it's so so the same in there saying elephant is angry i'm gonna think of that all week <laughs> i know i was like wait we were just okay yesterday elephant yeah. yeah how the hell do you hate me now exactly and you don't want to see my face yeah, yeah. and then to, and then the next day the, the next day they're like oh my god yeah. my favorite i know teacher like my yeah. favorite nurse i was like you were just trying to punch me yesterday yeah exactly how am i your favorite now yeah yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah. But yes. Uh, <coughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, I want to say thank you. Thank you to Coralie for coming into our podcast and sharing her story as a teacher. I know a lot of you guys relate, not just the teachers, but also the healthcare workers and specifically the nurses, because again, this is our sisters. We got to protect them. Okay. Because they're the ones too who hones the future of our nurses. And again, thank you guys so much for the compassion, the patience, for taking care of our kids. Mm. You guys, again, you guys are not paid enough. You guys are not seen enough. You guys are not valued enough. I think you guys deserve so much appreciation for what you do. We could just trauma dump. And again, yeah. you have a sister who's going to be a nurse in the future. You guys are going to have so much fun together. Yeah, oh do. god we oh god uh, yes i know and she's just a nursing student imagine when she's a nurse yeah and she comes home from her like freaking uh, shift yeah 
Oh my god! But I'm pretty sure that your parents, you guys, are so proud of you for, uh, you know, what you've gotten in, in life. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you. Thank oh you. My oh my god! Thank you guys so much for listening to this week. And I am so, so, so happy. So again, guys, do me a huge favor, you guys, by making sure that you download this episode and the, all other episodes and make sure that you follow and turn on notification of our podcast in Apple and Spotify and share it and tag me on Instagram. And I beg your pardon. And I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening again. And I will see you next week. Bye. Love you guys. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. How did that feel?